Yes, indeed. Healing to do here on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago, streaming live to the world at our website, WXAV.com. My name is Pete. It's 3.07 in the afternoon on Friday, June 19th. And I am so excited because right now we have the man you just heard, the man of the hour, the one that is taking over subterranean tonight, 10 o'clock up in Wicker Park, the one and only William Elliott Whitmore. William, welcome to WXAV. Pete, it is my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks oh. for letting me come in here, man. You've been so nice, and you should see this. They gave me waters to drink, and uh, just been so nice up here. I well, appreciate it. You're our guest, man. We got it. We got to take care of you and make sure that you're all taken care of in that. But um, yeah, subterranean tonight, and then tomorrow you're playing Worker Park's uh, Green Fest. For those who have never seen you live, what can they expect when they come and see a William Elliott Whitmore show? Uh, they can expect just a whirlwind of activity, a, a tornado of music happening. <laughs> I like that, tornado uh, of music uh, happening. They, uh, uh, well, I try to sound like more people than I am, mm-hmm. which I'm only one. I'm only one people, but I try to sound like more. And uh, yeah, I, I always try to give it my all for every show, and uh, and uh, you can expect to have a good old time and. And, um, you know, just uh, maybe have a couple beers and uh, do a little dancing. Yeah, hang out. This is actually going to be like my fifth time seeing you live. And let me tell you, folks, William Ellie Whitmore, he brings it every single time. And uh, you don't want to miss it. And you got a new record out, Radium Death. Um, let's kind of talk about the new album. Uh, Healing to Do is the opening track off of that. Now, there's a little bit of a of a sad story to that song. As I was doing some research for the interview, uh, you, you wrote that around the time your your grandmother, God rest her soul, you know, passed passed away. Yeah, yeah, we were. It was actually um, for like the past couple years we were we were taking care of her. She had a stroke a couple years ago. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, that's okay. I, I appreciate it, Pete. And um, th- yeah, these human bodies of ours are kind of fragile. They're they're strong, resilient things in in a way, but uh, they're fragile things in other ways. It's uh it's kind of a one of those balances of nature. Mm-hmm. But she was this super strong uh, farm lady, uh, um, you know, old biker. You know, her and my grandpa rode Harleys around the country, and she was strong farm wife and, you know, was um, in her 90s and had this stroke a couple years ago. And uh, I got a pretty big uh, um, extended family, cousins mm-hmm. and uncles and aunts and everything. So we all got together and decided to to keep her in her home and not put her somewhere, you know, and so, yeah. she, so she could be in the home she lived in for years and years. And, um, you know, so we'd take shifts kind of looking after her. And it was actually really great because she just had – you know, a lot to say and a lot of good stories. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so we would we would kind of take turns looking after her. And, and so she would take naps or whatever. And when it was my shift to be there, um, I, you know, when she would take a nap, I would sit at the table and write songs. And actually, most of this record was written right there at that table. And it was sort of the, the silver lining to the whole thing. And, you know, throughout the whole thing, she was very positive. Mm-hmm. And she was the greatest lady. She just never, you know, never let it get her down. And um, so, yeah, so we would take care of it. It was actually a real blessing. Um, it was actually a really cool thing. And then, yeah, and then she passed away in her own bed in her own home at age 95. Wow. I, I would wish that on anyone. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, if th- that's the way to go. Just yeah. qu- go to sleep and don't wake up in your own bed, not in a hospital, nothing yeah. like that. So, um, so it was really, really cool. It was, it was, she had a good run, and it was, it was cool. But one of, the, one of the things was writing this record basically in her house full, full of um, – uh, photographs and memories and and using you know looking through old scrapbooks and and so a lot of this record was written right there so yeah that that song healing to do 
has to has to do with that. And then, you know, more universally, I think anyone could kind of relate to having some healing to do. Absolutely. Every, everyone's life has that tumultuousness. Uh, anyone can point to something in their life that they need to heal up from and uh, let's let's go forward and, and heal up. And even things, uh, you know, well, there's a lot going on in the world. Gee, many Christmas, listen to the news today. Yeah. A lot of heartbreaking, awful things. And anyway, the, the song became more poignant. Uh, well, as time goes on, the yeah. song becomes more poignant Absolutely. for me in different ways. Yeah. Healing from something and healing from the next thing. And so... I hope we all can heal up. Absolutely. You know, and, and this is a really positive record. There's there's lots of great songs on here. And uh, we were kind of joking off air earlier about how, uh, you know, you, you have a different sound, especially on Healing to Do. You you, you know, you, you bring this, this the growl and the snarl and, you know, you really focus the... Uh, the uh, the electric guitar on it. Um, you know, what was kind of some of your musical approaches to this album? How do you try and like keep it fresh, if you will? You know, that's that's the fun thing, you know, writing these songs. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of tricks up my sleeve, so I, I write these three chord songs or whatever. And uh, I'll be the first to admit, I, you know, I'm not a very good guitar player or banjo player mm-hmm. or singer or anything. But if you kind of put a bunch of mediocre things together, maybe it adds up to something all right, you know. <laughs> But uh, for this one, I, yeah, I wanted to kind of turn up the amp a little bit, you know, try some songs on the electric guitar, and um, I, I work in a studio that my cousin and I built together. Oh, nice. And so he, he's got good musical taste, and so we kind of, when you're a one-man band like I am, you don't, I don't have anyone in the band to uh, to help me with ideas or um, or to get in my way if I have a good idea. Yeah, or, yeah. But there's, there's pros and cons to it, but sometimes you need an editor. You need someone to bounce ideas off of. So for me, it's my cousin. And so we would sit and hatch these ideas and listen to records and listen to bands like The Gun Club and and uh, Captain Beefheart. And, oh, nice. And old just, school punk right there. Well, and just, yeah, just old weird stuff and um, try to think, like, well, how can I how can I do my thing through that lens and um, – yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was fun trying these different things, and then there's songs on the album that are straight up just country music. And mm-hmm. um, but I've always liked punk music and hip hop, and I mean, of course, I grew up with a country background yeah. on the farm and stuff. My parents listened to a lot of country music, and so uh, that's that's kind of my favorite. But um, yeah, I, you know, discovered punk rock and things like that. So I thought, why not inject some of that in there? And that, nice. that, that first track is an example of that. Excellent. Excellent. If there's any like listener out there right now, that's looking to get into punk rock music, do, what are some of the recommendations that they should go and check out? Oh man. Oh, this, you could, there's so many angles you could go. Like, I, I like to think of it geographically. Like okay. I, I first got into, um, a lot of the East coast, the, the Washington DC scene, which people might know, uh, you know, Fugazi, oh, uh, nice. pre- preceded by minor threats. Yeah. Uh, all that whole family of Ian Mackay type stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, Bad Brains, of course, from right there. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's that got a particular feel, that D.C. stuff. And then you, you could go to Southern California and uh, you got listen the, like, to The Minutemen, Bad yeah. Religion, yeah. Um, you know, on and on. So there's kind of different, different takes on it. And then, uh, you know... Geez, from here in Chicago, there, then that later wave of stuff like Jawbreaker and and all, like yeah. which I don't know if people think of that as punk. I always thought of that as like punk rock, but yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, yeah. anyway, so these the different kind of schools of it, but um, you know, God, pick up anything by the Descendants. Pick, oh, nice, uh, yeah. Pick up, yeah, Bad Brains. Yeah. 
and it's it's kind of cool. It's it's uh, it's more than a style of music. It's like a way of being. And, it's a lifestyle, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, so check out the Minutemen. You know, check out anything Mike Watt ever does. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's as punk as it gets. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. He's playing Subterranean tonight. Uh, 10.30 is the showtime. And then also, if that's too late for you, tomorrow afternoon, I think, at Wicker Park Screen Fest at 7 o'clock. So go and check that out. And also, WilliamLeeWhitmore.com, all your news and information found on the interwebs. Oh, yeah, you got to get all them shirts and everything on there. That helps me get groceries. You, yeah. can, you can't get this stuff anywhere else, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll write you a note. If you order from me, it's literally me and my wife, like, stuffing envelopes and sending off stuff so, <laughs> so there you go sorry folks. about the shameless plug there the, the, no my, you my, gotta do it man my, my shameless commerce division as they say yeah no hey uh, you got it the man's got to eat folks so you want to i uh, like to eat i like to eat every single day if i can if you, you know had, what i mean just if, like every single day get yeah, a little food in same you. here you know i like to do it about three times a day you know as well Whoa, too. what are you like a king I, you know i kind of am you know that whole one percent i expected <laughs> damn it <laughs> so um, well, we got to have the, the age-old debate about Chicago pizza versus New York pizza. Do you have Do you have thoughts on this? Oh wow! Okay, okay. Because this is we're getting to the heart of the matter here, not Let's... like the philosophy of music or anything. We're talking pizza, folks. Yeah, I mean music. Whatever music comes and goes. That's music, right. Music pizza is forever. It is forever. Constant. <laughs> um, I I you know this I I'm not even trying to be diplomatic. I actually I I like them both, man. Yeah. I, I travel all around the world. You know, actually, some of the worst pizza I ever had was in Italy, man. Go figure. Really? In the town of Pisa. <laughs> by the Leaning Tower, man. Well, that's probably where the tourists go anyway. That's probably, probably crummy. But that had been, like, disappointing, though. It was, man. There's there's the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and then here's this crummy, crummy pizza. But, yeah. but, but anyway, give me a good old slab of Chicago pizza, man, for yeah. sure. And I, I mean, you're probably supposed to use a fork or something. Hell, I just grab that yeah. thing and get it going, Absolutely. man. Absolutely, yeah. But I'm a, I mean, I'm... I'm a slob, probably. I don't know, but we all are. It happens. It happens. <laughs> no, but um, God, it's just it's all good, man. It, it'd be hard to ruin any of those those pizzas. It, it's all good, man. It, you, you know, they're they're all eccentric and unique in their own ways. So I'm well, I'm with you on that one. Well, yeah, man. But like you know, Midwest pride, man. I'm I'm from Iowa, man. I got a lot of Midwest pride. I think you know I got to stand up for Chicago here. Awesome. Uh, is it kind of safe to say Chicago is kind of like your second home? Because when you listen to your music, you definitely hear. Iowa there and the nature and the beauty of it all. I mean, it's it's ingrained in your music. But I don't know. A lot of people don't know. But like you, you have a lot of history in Chicago too, right? Yeah, I, man. I've played in Chicago so many times. And um, the record label that I used to be on was called Southern Records. Yeah. And they were based uh, in Chicago. Well, based in London, but then they had a, they had a a part in Chicago too. And um, so I spent a lot of time here. And I I, I recorded. A bunch of records mm-hmm. here, and I really kind of cut my teeth in a lot of places like um, Shubas and the Bottleneck, and um, yeah, the Subterranean, yeah. where, where I'm going to be at tonight. And... Ten thirty, go check it out. Oh yes, oh nice, <laughs> you worked that in. I, I, uh, I got your back, Will. This, this, <laughs> this place called Reggie's is is Reggie's still a place? Yeah, yeah Reggie's yeah. is still I, a place. Yeah, um, but I always really liked that, and I don't, there's a ton of great places, um, and it's just such a rich musical history mm-hmm. here. And, uh, you know, where I'm from in Iowa, South Lee County, Iowa, it's beautiful and I love it. I live in the middle of nowhere and I love it. But Chicago is kind of the nearest uh, mecca of sort of amazing music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's such a history here. So, yeah, I, I cut my teeth on the on the clubs here. And, uh, and so it's nice to be back doing these two shows and 
and uh, I, yeah, I just known so many great people here and had so yeah. much, so much, so many great times. And uh, yeah, looking to have some more. Excellent, excellent. And then, this is actually the last time you can see him for about a month. Your your next show is until July, I yeah, think. And, uh, yeah, and if, you, if you're around Grand Forks, North Dakota, <laughs> yeah. if you're up in that neck of the woods, uh, almost to Canada. Oh, my God. Then, um, then come on out to the uh, – yeah, I know no one's – but yeah, Grand Forks, North Dakota. It's actually really awesome, and I, pl- I played an art museum there. Oh, I've, nice. I've done it a few times. Yeah, they, where they they bring in music. That's really and, cool. Uh, well, yeah, actually, it's super fun. And so yeah, so I, I I just got back. I did an East Coast tour and a West Coast mm-hmm. tour, and doing some Midwest stuff. And then I'll lay low for a while until yeah. the next thing pops up. I got to get my garden in. I I came home from the last tour, and my garden was overridden with weeds and Uh-oh. critters. And I've been trying to catch this little rabbit. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt it. I want to catch it in a live trap and like set it out of the bounds of my garden. Yeah. You know, but it, you ought to see it, man. Jeez, uh, I've been dealing with so it. many critters. Yeah, it's awesome, and I appreciate it. That's where I'd want to live if I was a critter. I'd want to live in the confines of my beautiful garden. Absolutely. I mean, you got food there and everything. You can but relax. I got it's it all weeded. Yeah, I, I yeah. came home from tour and got it all weeded. Yeah. And here's this little rabbit, man, wreaking havoc. But I, I don't blame him. You know, yeah. I don't blame him. And then yesterday, man, I had a whole. Uh, a whole uh, uh, interaction with a snapping turtle that my oh wow oh man that my dogs were trying to get and uh, anyway you gee, got it all there life man. on the farm man yeah. you, you don't want to mess with them snapping turtles man I had to use a shovel to get into get it into a bucket and then you know set it free so yeah. my dogs wouldn't hurt it or whatever yeah uh, anyway boy it was just critter after critter man and it just it kind of like. You know, I've grew, grown up and lived in Chicago my entire life, so you know that whole life on the farm aspect. You know, I, I it's it's foreign to me and everything. But yet, listening to your music, and I've been a big fan of yours for a number of years. Like, you definitely get that like that feel of this is what it's like to live on a farm and just really simple living and just taking it a day at a time. And it's really fantastic. Well, I, I appreciate yeah. that kind words, and I've always felt like it's nice to to um, yeah be one of the voices of that type of lifestyle but well because coming from the other end of that i've always i've said this a lot but i love listening to you know talking earlier about like music like the Minutemen, and, yeah and um, a band from dc and they're singing about things that are important to their region and mm-hmm. like and i feel like oh i'm, I'm in dc with with uh, fugazi you know yeah I, when yeah. i listen to it or someone like jay-z who raps about brooklyn exactly and yeah. i just feel like wow i didn't grow up in brooklyn so that's interesting to me i almost feel like i'm on the stoop or, you know, I feel like I'm there, you yeah. know. And um, so I, I just wanted to return the favor to other people that might not. I, that's what music's good for. We can, we, uh, it's a peek into um, other people's worlds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it really, like, the, the personality comes out and what's important and things like that. And it's, 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 it's a really cool element, especially, too, like with this new record, Radium Death, which you can check out iTunes, WilliamLWhitmore.com, and a local Amazon nearby. Um, you really bring, like, yourself, like, you. You bear your soul, really. Um, do you find that kind of difficult when you're writing about such personal matters on your records? Well, it's it's the only way to kind of deal with that stuff to me. Yeah. Um, if I can write about it, then maybe I can understand it and make sense of it. And so that's just my way of sort of like self-therapy. Okay. Um, and so it is. It's kind of weird. And you, you it, it's hard at times. And there's, there's things that I wouldn't put in songs that are like just kind of too personal. Mm-hmm. But some stuff... You know, you want to um, try to understand, and so you write about it. And you try to—I try to write in a universal way that, mm-hmm. like, anyone could apply it to their own life. And um, yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, if you can hear something, it strikes a chord in in yourself. You yeah. Know? But that's the only way I've ever known how to write. I can't write like ambiguous. Uh, 
you know, I can't write like cryptic lyrics. Yeah. That, um, some people are really good at that and you have to, mine are pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty much. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know how else to do it, but some people are really great at that. Yeah. Um, I wish I could. I wish I could write in like riddles and stuff. But, um, <laughs> Have I, like you know, the guessing game and everything. Well, yeah. yeah. Like Eddie Vedder or something. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, is great at that. Just yeah. like these cryptic, like, what does that mean? And yeah. you can apply it. It's kind of brilliant because then you yeah. can put whatever meaning you want on it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's just the way I've, I, like I said, I grew up listening to country music where it, it's literally like a song, like, well, I was walking down the street yeah. and this happened and this. You yeah. Know, what, <laughs> John Newell is coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a yeah story yeah. song. It's literally a story in three parts. Yeah. Um, so so that's just how I, I like to do it. But Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I hope people can relate to it and get something out of it. And... I, I think people do. I think people do. We're back here, WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago and WXAV.com. My name is Pete. It's about 3.35 in the afternoon on Friday, June 19th, 2015. I'm joined in studio by the one and only William Elliott Whitmore. Will, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's our pleasure. Now, Will's playing tonight's Subterranean 10.30 show and then also Wicker Park, the Green Fest, tomorrow afternoon, 7 o'clock. If you have an opportunity to check out William Elliott Whitmore live, Suggest you go and check it out. He brings it live. And uh, before the break, we heard his classic track off of an album, a couple albums ago, called uh, Old Devils. And uh, it was cool. One of the main videos for that on YouTube is you on uh, Jules Holland over in England. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a big... Uh, That's the only time I've ever been on TV. Was uh, it really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... It's, that's probably just as well. I'm not suited for the TV, probably. But I was over uh, on tour in the UK and... Um, the people at the record label said, yeah, this guy, you know, they want you on this show called yeah. Jules Holland. I hadn't heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it's a huge show. Yeah, it's, it's, huge. it's like this really like kind of taste making almost thing. And I, of course I hadn't heard of it, but I live in the woods, you know? Yeah. And then it come to, you know, I come to realize it's this huge thing. Well, I got to go on there and uh, it was really, really fun. Yeah. I got to meet Cat Stevens. and Oh, you met uh, Cat Stevens? Yeah. It was it, uh, this, this band called Madness, which yeah. a lot of people won't. They're old school, <laughs> old school ska, right? Madness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're a great band. Um, yeah, I had some beers with those guys. That was a trip. Nice. Yeah, meeting like Cat Stevens and these like kind of musical legends. Yeah, that'd have been and amazing I, just to like, there's Cat Stevens like two feet away from you. Yeah, And yeah. you could go and talk to him. That'd have been awesome. He, he was super nice. And yeah. so, yeah, so do, so that pops up on the old YouTube, I think. But yeah, um, yeah doing that on the, on the old TV, man, that was a trip. Other than like Cat Stevens, I mean, you've been touring God, what? 10, 15 years now, have you ever had that moment where, like, you meet someone, you're like, holy crap, it's Cat Stevens or, you know, someone of that caliber? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, I, I did a bunch of tours with this band called The Pogues. Okay. Now, a lot of people aren't going to know these names, but they're kind of a legendary Irish punk band yeah, the- uh, that started probably in 1979 mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, one of my favorite bands, the songwriter, singer in that band's name, Shane McGowan. And uh, writes these beautiful songs, and they're 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 kind of legendary if you know, if, if you know. You yeah. Know. But yeah. Um, that you know, I ended up being really good friends with those guys from just touring with them a bunch. And, nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, people would, a lot of celebrities would like would come out to those shows, and so it was fun. I got I met crazy people like um, Tim Robbins. Oh and, wow! <laughs> like George Went. Who people would know Norm. as Norm? Yes, yeah. yes. Don't call him Norm. No, I, I, and I didn't. Yeah, uh, but, but he, you know, funny dude. But just looking around and like, wow, it's all these like celebrities here to see the Pogues, and then little old me, like, 
playing my banjo at the beginning and stuff. But you, you're still there, man. That's that's the crazy thing. Yeah. I actually have a crazy George Wentz story. So <laughs> there's a watering hole down here on the south side, about 104th and Western. It's right now known as Rhino Bar. But back in the day, George Wentz's brother owned it. It was a sports bar. I think it was called like Coach's Corner or something like that. But he would go in there every once in a while and like hang out. And this is like during like the cheers hype in like the eighties and everything. Right. So yeah, my dad actually met him once there. It was, it was, he said it was cool. Nice guy. Yeah. He was, he was super nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And super funny, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And the, I don't know, touring with people like Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, like that was real cool. And uh, yeah, just meeting all these crazy people and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip. It man. sounds like it, man. Now your new album, Radium Death, um, I got to ask you because the album cover is really interesting. It's cool. It's almost like out of the Wizard of Oz with like a skeleton coming from the sky and a tornado over like a cornfield. Like uh, who, who designed that album cover? My friend, Tim Worley, mm-hmm. T- uh, Tim Worley. Yeah. Uh, good friend of mine. Um, I, I, I'd been wanting him to do, I actually wanted him to do the animals in the dark cover, but, uh, he wasn't able to do it. He's actually a real deal, like in demand artist that yeah. shows at galleries in New York city and oh, stuff. Nice. And he's from uh, Burlington, Iowa mm-hmm. near where I'm from and just an old friend. And he, he, uh, became this real deal artist by that i just mean he sells pieces for like a lot of money wow. and, stuff. and so it was like that's real wow. deal yeah and and um i've just known him forever i'm like man tim i'd love to have you do a cover and he said he said yep i'm in between projects i'd love to do one and uh i said i just want something really detailed and i kind of gave him some of the music to listen to and he so he drew on some of the lyrics and to um to get inspiration from and uh it's the, I, I wanted the kind of album you know like if you get it on LP, if you get it mm-hmm. on record, like you could just sit and stare at it for like yeah. days and years and find new things in it. And I wanted that thing where you could, you know, really appreciate the art because, um, well, that's the cool thing about LPs. You that's know, you, right. You can't, you can't download that, you know? No. And that, the great thing too is LPs have a huge revival going on now with, you know, Record Store Day and college students. Uh, we have right now in studio Claudia, who's the music director here. She's taking pictures for us. She's very nice for doing that. Thank you, Claudia. But yeah, it's cool like having young people come up and be like, yeah, here, I'm buying out records now and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those resurgences that's uh, just a good, a it's good, a good, good thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, and it, it kind of never went away. I mean, but it, it definitely went uh, the, by the wayside until people realized that CDs are just kind of crappy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a record will play in a hundred years. Yeah, if you you know take care of it and everything. Yeah. Not only that, like when you get album artwork, you get album artwork. You like you get a booklet. It's big and you can read it. It's not like tiny and you need a magnifying glass and everything. Yeah. So yeah. So I wanted. I, I lucked out. My friend Tim did it, and um, yeah, it's it's really beautiful. It's it's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's nicer than I deserve actually because. <sighs> <laughs> it's like I tell people like get it for just the art if anything even if you don't listen to the record yeah but. it's cool art man now again William Ellie Whitmore playing Subterranean tonight 1030 show Worker Park Fest uh, the Green Fest tomorrow at 7 o'clock more information your website WilliamElliWhitmore.com be sure to go and uh, and check it out now Will I got, I'd like to pick your brain for a moment because I haven't been doing that for the past 45 minutes um, college radio we're at a college radio station and everything, and I don't know if you're aware, but you know there's a lot of universities selling off college radio stations to kind of help pay the bills, or they don't see the need for for college radio stations at all. I'm just kind of curious, you know, what, what's your views on uh, on college radio, and you know, do you, does it, you know, how does it help you and get your music out there and that? 
I think college radio stations are one of the most important things um, an institution of learning can even have. I mean, uh, I mean, here I am, here we are talking. I mean, I never would yeah. have met you otherwise. That's and right. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if there's like 10 or 15 people listening, you know, that'll be cool. Uh, if they come out to the show tonight, that, that uh, sure helps. I but, can kind of guarantee there's more than 15. I like, Well, like 25 yeah. <laughs> people. Uh, no, but but uh, seriously, though, um, and broader than that, I mean, what a way to get to get music out there and, mm-hmm. and artists like myself that just, you know, I'll just, I'll never be, I'll never be on mainstream radio. I just won't be. I just, I don't have the sound that fits into any category that could ever be on any major radio station. But what's more important is these, these stations like this one where you can get guys like me out there and, and you know, hundreds and thousands of other struggling folks that are trying to do this thing. These stations help, help us do that. And, um, and, you know, growing up, I, you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, but um, I, if I went a little bit north, I could get the uh, Iowa City. Uh, there was a college town called Iowa City, and they had a great station, mm-hmm. still do. Um, and now you could hear you could hear different stuff on there and hear different bands you wouldn't have uh, been aware of otherwise. And, of course, that was pre-internet where you, you know, that was how you found out about bands and stuff. You had to really dig. Yeah. And so I was so thankful for that. And so I, th- I think it's just, it's a shame when um, these stations go by the wayside, because uh, yeah, I mean, how else are you gonna hear a lot of this music? Yeah, I mean, I always tell people that it's like a way to find your new favorite band. I mean, I yeah, actually man. heard about you through another DJ here at the radio station. So oh, I mean, that's, that's cool, and, and that's what I need. I need that word of mouth. I need that. I need you know. I need all the help I can get because, uh, like I said, a guy like me, I'll just, I'll just never be on that. Those big. Stations. I mean, I shouldn't say never, but I can probably safely say that, uh, you know, whatever. I don't even care. I'd rather do this all day long, man. I, I, I like, I like these college stations, man. Awesome. And I think they have a very important uh, role to play. Awesome. Oh yes, we're back here. William L.A. Whitmore taking over the studios here at uh, at WXAV eighty eight point three FM Chicago. So, Will, one of my really close friends is listening and uh, he just texted me and he and his wife have a question for you. Do you mind if I kind of read it to you? Okay, cool. All right. So uh, this is from Mary. She says, hi, Will. Thank you for providing such soulful music. I grew up on an apple orchard in La Porte City, Iowa, just outside of Waterloo. Uh, I'm not into music as much as my husband is, but I really love your music and I feel the words and the music. You're clearly inspired by our beautiful home state. I personally have zillions of orchard stories I could could share, but I was wondering if you would be willing to just share what it's like living on a farm and all the benefits of living on a farm in beautiful Iowa. Wow, she sent all that in a text? Yeah, it's like that long. That's amazing. Yeah. It it would take me like two hours to send a text that long. (laughs) You should see my old flip phone. Uh, that's that's so nice, man. That, that like that. I don't even know what to say to that. That's so nice. That's so complimentary. Uh, and I love living. I actually live on the very same farm I grew up on. Oh, awesome! And um, and to me, it's a slice of paradise. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's just a little, you know, uh, thirty-acre plot. Uh, I've got a huge um, uh, uh, self-sustaining garden. Um, I don't plant row crops anymore, but that's what we grew up doing, planting, doing the corn and soybean deal. Mm-hmm. I've, I've since kind of seen the, uh, seen other ways, a little more diversity. I like, I like to the, the diversify the crops a yeah. little more, but it's so beautiful and, you know, and surrounded by woods and, and I, I do very, 
Uh, I, I take pains to keep everything as natural as possible. Uh, I don't spray any chemicals. I don't do anything like that. And uh, I, I just believe in being a steward of the land. You know, I, I feel like no one owns any land. You're mm-hmm. just you're the steward of it while you're here. Yeah. And so I, I take that very seriously. And um, you know, my, my my father was a naturalist. My my grandpa too. You know, the the um, the writings of Aldo Leopold and you know, reading the poetry of Robert Frost and yeah. things like that, you know, a real reverence for nature. And we would go on walks and, and my dad would teach me the names of all the trees and, and um, you know, how to, how to amend the soil, how to add manure to the soil to make crops grow better and, and how to rotate your crops so that the land stays happy. And um, I don't know, I, I wish more people, I wish these big uh, agribusiness, big factory farms would learn mm-hmm. some of that stuff, whatever they're, they're on their path and, yeah. and I'm on mine and, but um, it's just, it's the most beautiful place in the world. And so I, I try to sing the praises of the uh, the farm as much as I can. Because I, I do feel like people don't know. I, I mean, I feel like it's something to be talked about and, you know, where food comes from and the yeah. broader issue of uh, food sustainability. And, and um, I like, I, I, could, I could talk about, I could go yeah. off on different tangents on it for hours, but it's so beautiful. And, and uh, I, I wouldn't trade my uh, upbringing for anything in the world. And, um, yeah, it, it just, uh, I just feel like the luckiest man in the world. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that there's these, like, um, big gardens in the cities now. There's this Bronzeville. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the big gardens yeah. in, in the south side of Chicago. And there's and people are getting into this, their horticulture. Yeah, they're calling it urban farming. And the big thing is so setting great. up rooftop gardens on big skyscrapers and everything to not have the, the, the black tarmac just add heat to the atmosphere. But they're building gardens and it's 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 really cool i was actually talking to a friend of mine i'm looking at next year planting my own little garden at my house to just start kind of growing and i think i feel like it's something i should know how to do you know well yeah and there's something very satisfying and and the the person that sent you that text will know that that satisfaction of making something grow picking apples you know if she's on on an orchard like just you helped make that grow yeah and with the help of the honeybees and Mm -hmm. the dirt and the sun and uh, I, I can romanticize it really easily in my mind, you know, but um, and it's something very satisfying about that. And so I, I believe in uh, gardens, not lawns, man. Yeah. Like even if you if you have a ten by ten foot by ten foot little lawn in the city, yeah, man, plant some tomatoes there, you yeah, know, get and, some and, strawberries going and everything. There yeah, there you go, and those will come back year after year. But I'm so glad that there's this urban farming thing happening, and <laughs> I think it's just good for. Um, people to get their hands in the dirt and um there's there's these projects for uh, veterans that come mm-hmm. back that you know uh, um that suffer from PTSD yeah. you know and all that that would entail that there's these programs that help them get in the fields and into gardens and find that peace and and uh, it's it's just a wonderful thing that's amazing man i'm going to feel like an idiot now with this next question because you've given such like an amazing beautiful answer and I'm going to ask you something that's related to professional wrestling, but oh, all right, side tangent from yeah, hell, man. Yeah, nice. I know. Uh, well, that's college radio. That's what we do here. We're, we're all over the hey, place. Hey, I'm with you, man. Let's let's, let's keep it, it firing, man. I'm with I'm with you. All right. So uh, my friends and I were were diehard pro wrestling fans. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, all of that. And we have one question we always ask the musicians that we meet and we talk to: William Elliot Whitmore. You're in Madison Square Garden in the squared circle. A steel cage of death is descending around the ring. (laughs) If there's anyone in the world you could fight in the steel cage, who would it be and why? Oh, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. So, okay. So a couple little things. So it, it, could it be anyone in the world? It can be anyone in the world living or, 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 or alive okay, or I'm dead. Gonna, I'm going to give you yeah. two answers. I'm going okay. to give you a, a person that is living that I would just like to wrestle and put in a figure four leg lock. Nice. And then, and then I'm going to give you a person, and a, a wrestler, that I think it'd just be fun to, to wrestle. Awesome. So the, the first one, I would love to wrestle Vladimir Putin. Ah, that's an excellent and choice. Just, and just make him just get his face down on the canvas yeah. like, and just do the whole thing like – and just put him in the figure four leg lock. Make him submit. Jump, yeah, make him submit. Jump off the top rope. Slam him down with an elbow slam. You know, to do the whole thing. Get him outside the ring, man. Get some metal chairs that's involved. Right. To old Vladimir Putin, man. I don't I don't know why that's who comes to my mind. That's an excellent response, <laughs> Just get his man. face on the canvas. Just yeah. get him to just feel some humility. That's why, because you see him and he's like on bears without shirts <laughs> on and everything. And he's utterly, utterly ridiculous. That's an excellent first you just, choice. You just feel like he needs the people's elbow. He does need the people's elbow. It's so, so, um, man, Dwayne, how about Dwayne Johnson's trajectory as a, okay, I'm not going to, but good for him. Yeah, I, Dwayne I, Johnson, man, good for him. Absolutely, Dude, man. Dude, he's a certified uh, star now. That's yeah, amazing. A-lister, he's going to be uh, Black Adam in the whole DC uh, superhero movie oh, franchises. Good for him, good yeah, for him. Yeah, he's... he's He's I, no longer just dropping the uh, the people's elbow. He's oh, collecting the people's money. Exactly, and yeah. I, I smell what he's cooking. Yeah, I, I for one. <laughs> and then, so just old school. You know, grew up in the '80s. Like I would love to just wrestle junkyard dog. Man. Oh, God rest that, his that, soul. That, I know, rest his soul. Yeah. That that was my dude. Uh, and it'd just be fun to get in there and uh, how about just Dusty, tangle, you know? Absolutely. How about Dusty Rhodes? I don't know if you heard. Oh, Dusty Rhodes was great. Yeah. What, what's he up to? What's his, he is he actually, even alive? Or? He just passed away last week. Oh, dang. Yeah, the American dream is no more. Well, you heard about it here, folks. Yeah. I mean, you heard about it. A lot, a lot of people are going, who are these people that they're talking yeah. about? Dusty Rhodes was great, though, because he was just a big old boy. Like he, did, yeah. Not like wrestlers of today, they're no. all ripped or whatever. Oh, he, he, was he just, had a beer belly and yeah. everything. Yeah. He was a common man, some, uh, son of a plumber. That's yeah. all oh, he yeah. was. I was a poor son of a plumber. <laughs> yeah. And uh, while well, Ric Flair was like the Nature rich Bull. guy. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 Dusty the, Rhodes was like the, the people's man. He was know? the original people's champion. He was, yeah. man. The poor son of a plumber. <laughs> Uh, he was so great. Oh, oh there were so many greats, man. Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, geez, I could go so on. So I actually, again, I have a, a Brett the Hitman Hart story. I met him. Wow. Um, he did a book signing, and uh, his book was very controversial, but I got to meet him. And growing up, my two favorite wrestlers were Brett the Hitman Hart and The Undertaker, because The Undertaker wow. is like the coolest. Yeah. So I, I just, I went to Brett. I was like, man, I just got to tell you, you were my wrestling hero growing up. And he's like, man, I hope I still am after you read this book because I don't pull any punches. I was like, dude, you're the hitman. Of course I'm going to still love you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's the one that, you know, the famous, the whole thing where he famously got kicked out. Of yeah, the, uh, the Montreal screw job. The yeah. Montreal screw job yeah. where he, he, got, he got screwed by Vince McMahon. Yes, the, he did. The whole saga. Yeah. If you're into wrestling, you probably know about that. Absolutely. But, uh, I, yeah, the hitman, he came back with a tell-all, huh? Yeah, he did. But it's all good, man. He's he's mended fences. He's It's all good. He's in a good spot. I wish him well. I wish him well, too. Our Canadian brother to the north, man. <laughs> God, I love it. Well, we're going to take an, another quick break, and then we'll start wrapping things up with, uh, with William L.A. Whitmore. You're listening to WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. This is WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago, broadcasting from St. Xavier University. 
And we're back here, WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. My name is Pete. It's 4.05 in the afternoon, and we have William Ellie Whitmore in studio. But unfortunately, we, we got to let you go, Will. You got a show you got to go to. Thank you so much for, for coming in today. We really appreciate it. No problem at all. Yeah. You know, things have to end or else, or else they're not special. That's right, it man. It wouldn't be special if it went on for for. Yeah, you know, like life. That's right. Life is special because it ends. You got to savor it while you can. But if you like what you heard tonight, Subterranean 1030, William Elliott Whitmore will be taking the stage and uh, he's going to rock the house. That's too late for you. Tomorrow night, seven o'clock, Wicker Park's Green Fest. You're going to be playing there too as well. And uh, WilliamElliottWhitmore.com. Check it out. Well, I'm going to give you uh, the last word, man. All right, yeah, come on out, man. Uh, I think this, uh, I think the Green Music Fest. I think that is that that's an all ages thing, right? You can bring you can bring your kids and yeah, so grandma, so, grandpa, the whole there clan. There you go, bringing generations together. Yeah. So we got the we got the rowdy show tonight at the at the bar, and then we got tomorrow be a little more easy going, you know. That's right. Uh, and so so come on out and uh, Pete, thanks for letting me come and hang out. Hey, Amen. Thank you so much, Will. And we're gonna end with one of my favorite songs you ever writ- written. It's called uh, "Take It on the Chin," and uh, thank you. Thank you again, William Elliott Whitmore.